All right, we're going to move on to number 12. The most polarizing quarterback in the NFL in terms of where people stand on a superstar level. The Russell Westbrook of the quarterback position. It's Cam Newton. Um, This team really honestly always surprises me. It really makes me think that Riverboat Ron is a really good coach. Because this team overperforms in my eyes every year. Yeah, I mean, they don't have the depth that you would expect from a team that performs as well as they do, but they do have the superstars. When you talk about Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, and uh, Greg Olson, also their O-line is very good. They've got the Kalo brothers, who have always been good. Mm-hmm. And then also Trey Turner, who's one of the better right guards in the in the league. Yeah, that's true. They um The big news on their offensive line, though, speaking of that, is um they don't have Matt Khalil. That's huge. He's their Pro Bowl tackle. Cam Newton definitely needs an offensive line to operate because his mechanics are very sloppy. Which you would think by this point, a quarterback of his caliber would have spent more time in the offseason working on those. I find when I watch Cam Newton throw the football, he throws off his back foot a lot, and that makes him very inaccurate. And it, like the back foot when you're a quarterback is only like your last resort if you're getting pressured. But he does it when he's just in completely in the pocket. It's like he's just trying to throw the ball at you as hard as possible, and he doesn't care where it lands. Yeah, the way he moves around in the pocket, it's like he always anticipates that he might have to run, when in reality he needs to just stay in the pocket, be sturdy, and get a good uh, – his feet set before he throws the ball, and he just doesn't do it. I mean, to his like credit, he hasn't had great wide receivers recently. This is arguably the best wide receiver core he's had. Even like past the MVP season, Devin Funches proved himself last year to be a good wide receiver. After many questioned it a few like the year prior, I'm huge on DJ Moore this year. I think DJ Moore is going to step over Funches and prove to be the number one wide receiver in this team. Yeah, DJ Moore has a lot of potential. He can he can move well. He's got hands. I I think that uh, he could do really well this year too. Uh, Torrey Smith, he's okay. I feel like when you talk about Torrey Smith, you know what you're getting. Except he seems like he gets slower every year. Yeah, exactly. He used to be a deep threat, um, and now he's just a guy who you know has good hands. And that's really the extent of him. Which is good because he's reliable, but you can't rely on him to make big plays. Exactly. He's. It's not bad to have him as the third option. I mean, Cam Newton is literally like up and down every year. His numbers always seem to fluctuate between a good or bad year every time it's remarkably consistent uh the big name though this year is definitely christian mccaffrey couldn't agree more christian mccaffrey displayed in the second half of last year why they drafted him in the first round he was had a slow start i'm in the camp that i think christian mccaffrey is going to make the pro bowl this year yeah i have no reason to disagree with you on that he's shown that he can run he's shown that he can catch he's shown that he has good field awareness and most importantly he can hold on to the football to an extent. Exactly. It's really important that they got rid of Jonathan Stewart after all these years. Yeah, he they was loved, him down. They loved him. Don't know why, but they loved him. He had that one good year, which is in, I think, 2008 or 2009. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then, it's been all downhill. And they've just been holding on to him for who knows why. He's their leading rusher all time. That's sad. Yeah, that is pretty sad. Although it's... He was pretty good when they had the combo of him and D'Angelo Williams, but obviously D'Angelo Williams is long gone. Yeah. Um, 
CJ Anderson is who they filled his void with, which is great because CJ Anderson is a good running back, but he's not going to be starting anymore, which he was never a starting quality running back to begin with. I'm not really huge on CJ Anderson. Sorry, I wasn't talking there for a couple of minutes, but I'm back now. Um, and I'm here to say that CJ Anderson, I'm not a fan of yours, my friend. He's a good goal line back. Yeah. That's what they drafted him for. Yeah. They picked him up in free agency for him. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey is. He reminds me of Reggie Bush. Ooh, Reggie Bush. But a thousand times better in the running game. He's so strong, and he has the ability to break a few tackles despite his height. He has. He's super agile. Mm-hmm. He's great out of the backfield. He's a monster out of the backfield. Nimble like a cat. I think he'll have more receiving touchdowns and rushing touchdowns, but I think he's going to have more rushing yards than receiving yards. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I I think he's gonna have a. An I see them season. using. I see him making the Pro Bowl too. I see all of his touchdowns in the receiving end coming within the ten, like red zone. They're gonna dump it off to him, and he's just gonna use his speed to burst along the edge and yeah. score. Yeah. But I also see him running a ton in this offense, mm-hmm. which is exactly what they need him to do. I think he's gonna make Cam Newton look like he had a much better year than he actually did. Cam Newton. This franchise is stuck with Cam Newton. They love him. Is yeah. he? He's the most inaccurate quarterback in the league, in my eyes. Yes, I'd say that's a stretch. He has points where he looks pretty terrible, and he'll miss players by a lot. But that being said, he does go through stretches where he looks like he's throwing balls on a pinpoint laser every single time, and he'll have stretches where he looks like the best player in football all around. So then, does the word become inconsistent? I am in the. I think Cam Newton is elite. I'm not questioning that he's not an elite quarterback, but he's elite in a different way than I think any other quarterback in the league is. You can't compare Cam Newton to any other quarterback in this league because he is a physical freak of nature. Mm-hmm. This guy can break two – he can, like, break so many sack attempts and throw the ball 70 yards downfield on a dime, and it'll, the guy will be wide open. But at the same time, you're going to see Cam Newton make a terrible decision and throw the ball into a triple covered like zone. tight end, like yeah. the Greg Olson, and you're just like you want you know he has the talent and it shows. He just doesn't have the the mind of an elite quarterback. Yeah, and also I think his confidence is a little bit at fault here because he feels like he can make any throw, even if it's the wrong decision, and he's fell victim to that multiple times in the past. I think this is another good year for Cam Newton, though. This team is built around Cam Newton, and it should thrive. I agree with that, too. I think he's a good player, but you know what? I, like we were saying before, I think Christian McCaffrey is somebody who's going to make him look a lot better than he actually is this year. And I do believe that he is elite, but you're right. He doesn't have the mental makeup that, you know, Tom Brady or Joe Flacco. Excuse me. Uh, sorry <laughs> about that. I meant to say, like, Joe Montana, not Joe Flacco. <laughs> Yeah, um, I agree. But one thing that I want to look at with this team is their defense. Yes. Because they have a lot of big names, also some old names. That still produce. Yeah, that's true. Julius Peppers is still producing. But, like, I'm looking at this team. They got Luke Keekley, who's probably the best, still the best linebacker in football. They've got Shaq Thompson, who's proven to be a very, very, very good player. And then Denoris Searcy and Mike Adams is one of the best safety combinations in the NFL. And Captain Munderland is still kicking. Yeah. <laughs> They did lose uh, Ben Wickery, the cornerback, who I thought was pretty good, so I'm not sure what to expect from Dante Jackson and James Bradbury, but hopefully they're all right. Mm-hmm. And then looking at their D-line, Don Terry Poe's 
a beast. A beast, yeah. I love Dontari Poe. And Kawan Short is no, like, slouch yeah, either. Yeah, no laughing matter, I agree. This is a hot take, but you heard it here first. Dontari Poe is more of an elite quarterback than Joe Flacco is. Wow, hear that, Joe? Oh, yes. Um, so, this is interesting because the Panthers are, in, in my opinion, the best overall division in terms of talent. I feel yeah, like them, the Saints, and Falcons. the Falcons are all very good teams. I have a comparison for the NFC South. You guys remember the Jonas Brothers? Yes. Yes, there's three of them. Did you know that there's a fourth Jonas Brother? No, I did not. It's kind of like the Bucks. It's just sad, you know. They're kind of like, okay, you know, Tampa Bay, you can come with us if you want, but, you know, we're going we're gonna to do our thing, and you can just go play skeetball or something if you want. <laughs> I like that analogy. Thank you. Put you know the name of the Jonas brother? Um, would you mind looking him up? <laughs> I don't see that's how much he means to me. I think he means that much to everyone, to be yeah, fair. Exactly. I'm going to Google fourth Jonas brother. Frankie Jonas. Oh, poor Frankie. God, that's a name that's destined never, to be fourth. <laughs> never meant to succeed. His nickname is the Bonus Jonas. Ouch. He was definitely an oopsie baby. <laughs> definitely. Uh-huh. All right. Um, Carolina. First team I think really positive of so far in this like mix of good to bad teams like in the middle. Carolina, I think is going to go eleven and five. I'm not going to disagree with that. I think I don't exactly remember their strength of schedule. I think they they're playing in their division alone, which is tough. But they have the Bucks yeah. to kick around, so that's two wins. I say at their worst, they're ten and six. I think at their worst, they're a nine and seven. I think 11-5 is very, very reasonable. It depends on how they do against the Saints and Falcons. Yeah. I mean, that division is so tough. I think they'll sweep with one the, of them. With the exception of Frankie Jonas, I mean, that division is something else. Well, their ceiling is 11-5, and five, and their basement is 7-9. and nine. And it all comes down to his mental makeup at the end. Because there's going to be some close games against the division. I mean, do you remember, I think it was one of the last regular season games of last year against the Saints. They were going for that game-winning drive. And he had some receiver to throw to. He might have been Funches or... You know, one of those guys, and he just lost the ball, and I don't remember how. It was just ugly. So this is a favorite team of one of us, very much so. Um, who is it? This is the Houston Texans. <laughs> I wonder who it is. <laughs> this team, I I don't know where I stand with them. I I know for a fact. I'm excited. That they're going to be in the playoff hunt. I don't know how far they go. For anybody wondering, that guy is me. I'm very, very excited about the Texans. I think that the Texans rely on one name and one name only, and that is Deshaun Watson. If that man stays healthy, they have the potential to go 11-5, and 12-4, and because that man is legit. He is a baller. He can throw. He can run. He is smart. I mean, like, he's throwing to DeAndre Hopkins. You know, monster. That's a dynamic duo. Will right Fuller there. is really good yeah, too. Will Fuller, no laughing matter whatsoever. This team can be legit, but it, hundred percent, in my opinion, relies on Watson's health. I think there's one team out there that's really hoping Deshaun Watson is not what he was, and that's the Jaguars because they are their position mm-hmm. of number one is a hundred percent in threat if Deshaun Watson comes back because this team can easily be better. I think. Oh, so much better. I think this year's Jags, you know with you know health pending and everything are the texans and i think they could be so much better than the jaguars of last year and i think 
in the years to come. There is one really, really glaring weak spot to this offense, and that is running back. They're going to say head coach. No, I like Bill O'Brien. Oh, yeah. I'm a big Bill O'Brien fan. Any former Patriots coach I tend to like. So, I think Bill O'Brien's had a really rough go because he hasn't had a good quarterback since he's been there, and this is the first quarterback he's had that's quality. That you didn't he's like drafted. Tom Savage? He hasn't, they didn't draft any of the quarterbacks he's had. They had Ryan Mallett, who was the Patriots they traded for, and Brian Hoyer, there was a free agent. They had Brandon Whedon for like a week. <laughs> Brandon Whedon is something else. The best quarterback in Texans history is Matt Schaub. Matt Schaub looks like an airhead through like one. <laughs> Just kind of like a human form of a big toe. My hot take for this team is I think DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller will both make the Pro Bowl. I think Will Fuller stays healthy. He could be one of the best receivers this year. So he, that, that would mean Pro Bowl. So, yeah, I agree with that. He was huge last year. He really was. And then he got hurt. I know. So did Deshaun. This is another player who I have a financial investment in. <laughs> Will Fuller. Lamar Miller needs to step up. This is the one of the one turning out to be one of the worst oh, free agent God. signings of all time. Lamar Miller was really hyped in that free agent class. A lot of people were clamoring for him. He was supposed to be the running back that they needed after Arian Foster. He is no Arian Foster. No, no, no I miss no, Arian no. Foster every day the sun passes. So do the Texans. Um, I had Lamar Miller on my fantasy team last year. I think he had like 3.5 yards per carry. And uh, maybe even lower. I don't know. He was absolute dog shit. It's unfortunate for Texans fans because Dante Foreman's out. He's on IR. And he is better than Lamar Miller is. Yeah. Foreman's a pretty good player, and then their number two back is Alfred Blue, who has done absolutely nothing his entire career. He's so. the player you pick up on panic on the waiver wire when Lamar Miller's out. Exactly. <laughs> um, but let's talk about their defense with the return of J.J. Watt. This is definitely the strength of their team. Please stay healthy. We miss you, J.J. J.J. The man of every With Jadavian uh, Clowney is an absolutely lethal don't for, and don't forget about Whitney Merciless. He's one of the best yeah. linebackers in football. He's going to be hurt for, I think, the first two weeks of the season, but after that he's going to be a full go, and like he's kind of the glue for them in the middle, so I think that they could be really good. I was really excited by them picking up Tyron Matthew. I don't view this as Honey a risk. Honey Badger. I don't view this as a risk at all. Oh, this is fun. I think that's awesome. I think that's a really smart pickup. Arizona was dumb to let him walk. He is super talented. Mm-hmm. When healthy is a top five safety in this league, yeah. and you let him go. Bye. If, with J.J. Watt and Jadavian putting the pressure on the quarterback, that's just going to make it so these corners have an easier job. I think this team could be so scary. I think Bill O'Brien's in contention for winning coach of the year. Ooh, Yeah, I'd say you're right. Deshaun Watson, I can't like emphasize enough He's how so important – he is to this team because you saw what this team turned into when he left they had a stretch of being the best team in football and it Mm. went down the toilet really quick yeah just one of those hot starts that you really really don't remember at all unless you owned him in fantasy oh yeah who had him in our league last year you did shut up (laughs) (laughs) i am saying this team is gonna it's a lock for second, I think, but forty percent possibility to be in first. Here's the deal: Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback than Blake Bortles. Are you mm-hmm. gonna argue that? No, no. Whose wife is hotter? Bortles. 
<laughs> oh, shit. That being said, their defense is maybe not the same level as Jacksonville, but they're very, very close. And then the only thing that sets Jacksonville apart is that the fact the fact that they have Fournette. Yeah, this team, the, the Jaguars are the reincarnation of the 2007 Giants. Although Fournette's even better than Brandon Jacobs, so they mm-hmm. might even... They just play like... What I meant by that is they're built the same. They want to run the ball more than they throw it. Oh, yeah. And they want the defense to win the game. I... Yeah, I'm going to say they finish 11, uh, 10 and 6. I'm going to say at their best, I want to say 13 and 3 so bad. I feel like that's generous. I'm going to say at their best, 12 and 4, competing for, I would say, the second spot in the NFC. At their worst, I'm going to say 10 and 6. I think they could be scary good. And I think they're going to get hot at the end of the year. And you're going to hear how far I think they're going to go in just a little bit. Um, for this, for the Texans, my ceiling is 12-4, and four, but that's barring a healthy Deshaun Watson. This man has had two torn ACLs in his career already, so it's so hard to say with him. Um, my, my basement for them with a healthy Watson is 10-6. and six. I think that if he's healthy, they'll be good. If he's not healthy, then expect them to be a top 10. All right. The team that played last night is number 10. The team that disappointed many was last night, and the team that didn't change their offensive coordinator, and it really showed last night, is Atlanta. Rise up, baby. I think it's just more fair to talk about what we saw last night than talk about this team in general because we could have uh, – have you talked to me before the game started? I was really high on this offense. Yeah, me too. I thought this team was going to show up. I thought they were going to blow out the Eagles in this game. They have no reason not to. They have three really good wide receivers. They have Julio Jones, Muhammad yep. Sanu, and yep. Calvin Ridley. Yep. They have Matt Ryan who won an MVP award. <laughs> Dude, just two years ago, too. It's not that long ago. They have Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman as running backs. Austin Hooper is not a bad tight end. I don't think so. This offense should be scoring at least 20 points a game. At least. You'd like to think, wouldn't you? Especially as a fantasy owner of Matt Ryan, who in an ESPN league scores you 8.8 points. Also, Nelson Aguilar was on my bench and scored 13.5. So let's just talk about what we saw last night from them. I'm fine, though. What were what what was concerning to you guys about that game? Um, Matt Ryan's decision making, I thought was absolutely terrible. I saw on some statistic that in the past two seasons he's one for twenty throwing to Julio Jones in the red zone. One for twenty. Julio Jones should be at a sixty percent touchdown conversion yeah. anytime you throw the ball he's in his beast. zip code. Best wide receiver in the game. In my opinion. Sorry, OBJ. I just his his decision making was terrible. It seemed like even though Julio Jones had closed to hundred and seventy yards, I think he stopped just at one sixty nine. Yeah. Um Matt Ryan's decision making they weren't on the same page at points. In the most crucial points. I don't know, do you have anything to say about that, Sam? Um, yeah, I think that a big problem was that their offensive line didn't seem to be up to speed last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Ryan was put on the ground 11 times last night, three of which were sacks. So when that amount of pressure is there, it's always going to be tough. I think I saw exactly what plagued this team last year was that it was really good from the 20 to the 20, and then the red zone, they, their play calling is terrible. Yep. Sarkeesian yep. needed to be fired. I don't think yes. he deserved a second turnaround to be the coordinator. That was the biggest drop-off in an offense when the roster stayed the exact same. Yeah, and Dan Quinn's a great coach. He has to have 
more influence in that play calling. Because I'm assuming it's got to be all Sarkeesian. It is Sarkeesian because Dan Quinn's more of a defensive head coach. He was Seattle's defensive coordinator. I think he's smarter than Sarkeesian is with the offense. The loss of Kyle Shanahan has destroyed this team. That's true. They needed another man to come in and take over. I mean, Matt Ryan's not like not a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's not an elite quarterback. He's a good quarterback, and he shouldn't look that bad in games. You just saw how good he could look two years ago. Yeah, actually, I have a correction. He was actually uh, hit 13 times last night and sacked four times. So it was even more pressure than I had. He had to scramble out of the pocket a lot to make some of these throws, and granted, he made some throws that I was like, that looks like the Matt Ryan of old. And they threw the ball to Julio a lot, which I feel like they didn't really do much That's last new. year. Last year, Julio really didn't have a great year. He pissed off a lot of people. Yeah. He's... In terms of how Julio can play, yes. Yeah, Julio is the best built wide receiver in the history of the NFL. There's like, if you could create a wide receiver in a lab... You would create Julio Jones. The dude is tall. He's physical. He has an insane vertical jump. Mm-hmm. He has hands that could grab, like, a wrecking ball he's mid-swing. Got great, he's got great footwork. His oh. cuts are lethal. Yeah. This team really disappointed me, and it's making me think that they aren't going to have the potential to be second in this division. Rise up, baby. Yeah, I think it's realistic now to look at them as a third-place team. Phil- okay, Philadelphia is a good team, but they're also playing against Nick Foles. And I'm not saying Nick isn't good. I'm not saying he hasn't played well because obviously he has. He's the reason they won the Super Bowl. They ran the Philly special again. That just kind of really hurt my heart. But you know what? It shouldn't be happening against a backup quarterback, especially when you consider the Falcons to be one of the best teams in the NFC. Definitely offensively, they're top five. Or so I thought. Talent-wise. potential Huge blow, by the way. Breaking news. Uh, Keanu Neal is out for the year. He got injured, I think, three times during that one game. Poor Keanu Reeves. I'm sorry, Keanu Neal. He, like, twisted his ankle in the beginning of the first quarter, left, got dehydrated, left, came back, porn ACL. That's a huge blow. He's a great safety. What a start for the Falcons here. I'm still going to project they go 10-6. and I don't. I don't know now. I don't know. I don't know what I had them. I think I was saying tops eleven and five, because we were just saying it's the toughest division of football. Um, I would say nine and seven. If if they start zero and two, Sarkeesian's going to get fired. I'm not putting them at eleven and five until they start actually converting in the red zone. Yeah, they made Rat Ryan look really bad yesterday. Number nine is my favorite team in this this year in terms of where their expectations are. Who um, Who that? The Los Angeles Chargers. You've got some things to say about Reverend Rivers, don't you? Philip Rivers has never been one that I feel like has been involved in MVP races. That is changing this year. Mm. Philip Rivers mm. has always displayed an arm that will throw for millions of yards. Mm. He hasn't always had great wide receivers. He's had Vincent Jackson. He's had Keenan Allen on and off. He's had Eddie Royal. (laughs) And he made Travis Benjamin look okay. Prestige. This is the best wide receiver core he's ever had. Minus Antonio Gates being a skeleton of his former self. Mike Williams is an absolute monster. This guy is built like a tight end. He is huge. He can literally... He... 
I've never seen a like a wide receiver like he is like Julio Jones. If Julio Jones like pumped himself up with more meat, <laughs> this guy's insane. Keenan Allen is a gr- like a t- top five wide receiver. He's proven. Yeah, Keenan Allen when healthy is amazing. Mm-hmm. Hunter Henry would have been a huge addition to this team if he was healthy. Yeah, but now it's Antonio Gates. Also, I like Melvin Gordon a lot for this team. Melvin Gordon is like. I feel like he's also kind of flown under the radar a little bit, but he's was really good last year. Yeah, he's a legit number one back. He's well-rounded. He doesn't fumble the ball a lot, and he can put the ball in the end zone. Towards the end of the season, he was arguably a top three running back in football statistically, so there's you got to expect a lot from him this year, and um, hopefully he can produce catching out of the backfield too. I think that the Chargers got really unlucky last year. They had a lot of games in which they were winning or close to winning and lost. I'm pretty sure they have won or they lost a lot of their games by three points or less or a touchdown or less. And I think this year their division is weak enough where they can pick off the people in their division way easier than they could before. Um, their defense is really good. Like, scary good. It's better than the offense, and I think the offense is very good. Um, the best the best pass rusher up and coming, the second coming of J.J. Watt, Joey Bosa, yes. is an absolute monster. Apparently his younger brother is better than him, too. So Nick Bosa. Out, yeah, look out for him in the next couple of years. Him, Joey Bosa, and Melvin Ingram, who is their linebacker, had the best combo in sacks last year in the NFL. And Joey Bosa accounted for 12.5 of them. This guy can will you in the offensive line. Like, he's going to require a double team every single time. I'm pretty excited to see what this defense is capable of. I mean, I know they lost Verrett for the year, who was, like, their shutdown corner. But they still have other good corners. Casey Hayward's a very good player. He's legit. He's been good for a while now. And also, one more player I want to bring up is Brandon Meebane. He's a force on the D-line. He can draw double coverages, open up the lane for Joey Bosa. And if Joey Bosa is drawing the, the double coverage then Meebane's going to be the guy getting the sacks, which is definitely legit. Uh, yeah, I'm just super excited for this team. I, I've I, heard. I've heard. I'm putting a lot of faith into this team. How much faith, Corey? A good amount. Um, I think Anthony Lynn is going to prove that he's a good head coach this year by showing what he can do with this team. These people already look at it. They need a good, a good kicker. Coach. That's their major Roberto issue. Roberto Their kicker right now is is Caleb Sturges, a former Dolphins kicker. That's scary. Didn't they sign some trick shots guy last year? Yeah, they hired like South Korea or they, something. They got that yeah, that YouTube star who was terrible. That was a a good reality story, if nothing more. Um I'm predicting this team to go twelve and four. Mm. This division is theirs. It's locked. Oh. Oh, oh. Yeah, I agree. I could see them winning the division. That being said, I don't know if 12-4 and four is the number. I see them more as a 10-6 and six team, and I see them only winning the division because the Broncos might also go 10-6, and six, and the Chargers could beat the Broncos twice and end up getting it from that. It's one thing to love a team and say that they're going to win the division and you know think that that's a lock. I do not – and okay, I agree with that too, yeah. But I do not see the Chargers – going all that far in the postseason. I don't trust Reverend Rivers. I do not trust him. I think it's you and all 18 of his children. Maybe his wife, if he's lucky. 
I watched the 2007 AFC Championship game where Phillip Rivers played with a torn ACL throughout the entire game mm-hmm. and played well. So, yeah, I trust Phillip Rivers. Any man that plays through a torn ACL in a playoff game has my trust. It was 2007, though. Phillip Rivers hasn't really decreased in his ability. That's true, but I don't know. I just don't. I think he can still do the same things, but that's all to me that's also in the past. I didn't want to have to pull this out for my own credibility. I think you're doing it. But anyways. I'm going to pull it out anyway. Just pull it out. Ian can oblige for me here. Yeah. Last year, the team I predicted to finish first in their division was the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. And everyone said that was a dumb decision, but I was 100% for it. And I feel the same How amount of confidence in, in this How Phillip Rivers team. How'd they do? They made it. How'd they that do was all playoffs? I predicted. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I just, all right. I, I'm, I'm excited to see how they do in the postseason. I'll be happy for them if they do well. <laughs> I'm not saying that they can't go very far, but at the same time, I don't expect them to. All right. This is Mr. State Farm himself, oh. the cheese head. Oh, yes. The bad man. Mike McCarthy. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant to say Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. That's what this Mama. team is. It is the Green Bay Aaron Rodgers. What do we think? I'm expecting big things from the Packers. Maybe not entirely in the regular season. They're going to win the division, in my opinion. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think that's going to take I, much. I'm also in that camp. I, I don't think that's going to. Ooh, Sam's shaking his head now. Have we forgotten about the Minnesota Vikings? No, we haven't. Wait, I'm sorry. I, I totally forgot about that. That's actually not my pick. But I do think that the Packers will make the playoffs. I am the only one. I totally forgot about that. And I was Vikings. fully aware Skull. that this is happening. Everyone's forgetting that the Vikings won this division under a crippled Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has owned the Vikings for years. Aaron Rodgers coming back is the worst thing that happened to the Vikings. If the Vikings were playing in the division without Aaron Rodgers, it would be a much easier thing to go through. Aaron Rodgers can will this team anywhere he wants it to go. I totally forgot about the Vikings. I'm sticking with my original pick. Vikings win the division, and Kirk Cousins will be an absolute beast. You heard it here. I don't know about first, but you heard it here. My question is that past Devontae Adams, who's going to produce for them? Who's going to be catching the ball? Because, like, Jimmy Graham, he's still all right, but I think he's a little bit past his prime. Mercedes Lewis is a crustacean. And then Randall Cobb hasn't been good for the past two seasons. And then after that, like, Geronimo Allison. Like, since when was there a good Geronimo playing receiver? Since when was there a good Jordy? Aaron Rodgers made Jordy what, Nelson look like a fair, really man. good wide receiver. I'll tell you what. That is not fair. Jordy Nelson, if anyone remembers, when they played in the Super Bowl, was getting shit on the entire time for being a bad wide receiver. Because Aaron Rodgers would throw him the ball in confidence, and he was dropping a ton. I think I said a thing or two that I might regret, man. (laughs) I love Jordy. I think Aaron Rodgers is the best. He is the best quarterback in the NFL. Yes. I don't doubt him. I don't care who you give him. He's going to produce. I have him... In very high regards this year. Huge bounce back season for the pack, I believe. I don't care about anything else. You just show me Aaron Rodgers is on that roster. They're winning it. What about their defense? They didn't have a good defense in years past, and they still seem to make good work out of it. I mean, haha, Clinton Dix is no joke at the safety position. Well, yeah, they got him, they got Clay Matthews, Tremont Williams is old, and they got Muhammad Wilkerson now who's still pretty good, but, like, aside from that, really not a lot of depth out there. Mike Daniels is a good DN. Nick Perry's not bad. Yeah, Nick Perry's decent. 
nothing special, though. He's never going to be a pro bowler, but... Whenever, though, has a Packers defense been special? They haven't. Maybe 2010 is the last time. That it was when they had Woodson defense. and uh, Clay Matthews was actually good. And A.J. Hawk wasn't, like, on 20 different teams. Yep. I, I'm really high on them. I know it doesn't make sense. It's more of a gut pick because I just I know how good Aaron Rodgers is. I believe in Mr. Cheesehead. I don't care about their running far. game that much. I mean, I honestly, Jamal, Aaron Jones is the best running back they have, and he's on a two-game suspension. I think he could be good. He showed flashes last year. Jamal Williams is also okay. I don't. I think they're going to convert Ty Montgomery back into a wide receiver because they desperately will need one. Yeah, regardless, I think that their running game is definitely enough. They're definitely going to produce. They have guys that can make plays. Ty Montgomery, Jamal Williams, as you said, they're both good players, you know, and that's all that Rodgers really needs is somebody that he can know isn't a liability when he hands the ball off to them, and that's enough for them to be good because in today's NFL, all you really need is a great quarterback, and they've got the best one, so it's impossible to doubt this team. I have them going far. I am going to say the Packers go... 11 and 5. I'd say the same. I can't argue. All right. Um, this team I'm now 100% changing my opinion on because of the latest news that's come out. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. We all know the news. Mm. Le'Veon Bell is deciding he doesn't like football and doesn't want to play. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. He's killing his own free agency value by not playing. The most sense, in my opinion, would be for them to play him him to play to the best of his potential and earn the contract he thinks he deserves because they're not paying him. They're done. They don't want to pay him anymore. Just accept your franchise tag. It's not like you're getting paid pennies. You're getting paid an average of the top five salaries in the position. It's probably somewhere around $12 million. It's nothing to complain about. Not at all. That's sad when that's not enough, actually. This team, its strength is wide receivers. If you take out Le'Veon Bell. This is now going to be a pass-first team. Juju. Uh, Juju Smith showed up out of nowhere. They always find a good wide receiver to compliment Antonio Brown. Also, Jesse James is a good tight end. Vance McDonald has shown that he can be pretty good, too. Um, And then don't forget about Darius Hayward Bay. That man can still run a couple of routes. Maybe he'll (laughs) be a producer for Big Ben. A huge sleeper on this Pittsburgh team is definitely James Conner, the backup running back for Pittsburgh. He's really good. I think they're going to learn that Le'Veon Bell might not be as important to them as they are going to think he might be. And as a man who drafted Le'Veon Bell first, expecting a massive workload, this saddens me. But I think James Conner, if he plays really well, they won't need to beg for Le'Veon to come back. Yeah, I like James Conner, too. He's homegrown. He went to Pitt, and I think that he'll be able to thrive with uh, Big Ben and Mike Tomlin leading the way. Now, the thing about the Steelers, which has been the same problem for the past six or seven years, is that they have failed to have an even close to respectable secondary for just the longest time. Since Ike Taylor. Since Ike Taylor, yeah. And I, I just don't see a reason to go away from that. I mean, like, Joe Hayden's all right, but aside from that, like, none of these guys are that good. Random side note, uh, my English teacher in high school, his baby was signed by Joe Hayden. That's pretty cool, honestly. He had, he had his twins, and it's on the Pittsburgh Steelers Twitter. Shout out to Kyle St. George. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, this defense would be a lot better if Shazir was playing. Obviously, serious things have gotten in the way of that happening. You can't do much about it. His presence will definitely be missed. 
Um, that's a huge blow for that defense. Yeah, you look at this team, their only standout defenders are Bud Dupree, who just, he's pure potential. He hasn't, he didn't do a lot last year. And then TJ Watt, who's a pretty good player. Um, it's just interesting for me every year that we see the Steelers in this modern era as they used to be marked by the Steel Curtain. Everybody knew them for their defense. That's what made them win all of those six Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. And just to now see how they've completely flipped the tide, I just think it's interesting because I'm the kind of guy who likes to see tradition in sports. I like to see teams have a hallmark and stick to it. And the Steelers have gone away from that. And it's bitten them because... They've been a team that's always been able to be good in the regular season. And then aside from when they won the Super Bowl years back, they haven't been able to like go that far at all in the postseason and come the end of the season just because their defense is a legitimate liability. Mm-hmm. Um, if Le'Veon Bell doesn't come back, this team is different. Plain and simple. They won't be as high as I thought they would be. They might drop to the four in the AFC if Le'Veon Bell doesn't play, they'll probably still win. Their, they're definitely going to still win their division. They're still the most talented by miles. Um, Big Ben, this is, might be his last year. No one's really saying that, but he every year he threatens that he's going to retire, and he gets hurt more than any other quarterback, and he plays when he's hurt. So I think this team is going to finish 10-6. and six. Yeah, I'd agree 10-6 and six is fair. See, the ceiling is 11-5, and five, but I think 10-6 and six is pretty damn accurate at this point. All right, um, New Orleans. Um, this team is very interesting. Um, they came out of nowhere last year and just produced the one of the best seasons Skull. in the history of Drew Brees being there. And Skull. Drew Brees did the least he's ever done in Skull. that year. <laughs> Skull. That was just sad. Alvin Kamara, big oh my name. God, where did he come from? He was amazing last year. I think he came from Louisiana Tech. I think you're right. He was just totally totally unwarranted. No? Tennessee. No. Regardless of where he came from, he was just an absolute beast last year on both sides of the ball. Excuse me, not on both sides. I'm going to sit running and catch. Okay. He came from Tennessee. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, him and Mark Ingram were Thunder and Lightning reincarnated. It reminded me a lot of – in the uh, San Diego era, when they had LT and Darren Sproles, I thought, or like when the Jets had Thomas Jones and then LT, that was like, or Ricky and Ronnie Brown. Yeah, yeah. It was like I'd say Ricky and Ronnie is the best comparison. Yeah. Um, this was Mark- a team I thought was going to the Super Bowl last year. I really, really did. I thought it was going to be Falcons Saints in the NFC Championship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was a little wrong there, but you know what? <laughs> I think the Saints could just as easily go back. Uh, Drew Brees is getting old. Doesn't matter. Still Drew Brees. I'm in the camp that I I have not been high on Michael Thomas. Mm. Mm, yep, I love Michael Thomas. He's one of my favorite players in the NFL. That man has hands. He runs great routes. I'd say that he's probably, in terms of being open all the time, he is one of those guys who is open all the goddamn time, and Drew Brees loves throwing to him, and I don't see anything changing from last year to this year. If anything, I think his production is going to go up. The thing that I feel like – the reason I feel the way about Michael Thomas is that he doesn't get the the highlight reels as often as the other young wide receivers in the NFL. He's not he a big play receiver. He doesn't ask – no, like he doesn't like ask for a demanding presence. He just puts his head down, and he does his job. 
Um, besides that, though, I mean, the Saints don't have a lot for throwing. They are just... Well, they've got Ted Ginn and Ben Watson, who are both pretty old. So there's really not a lot there. And then after that, like, it's just a bunch of no-name wide receivers. They got Mike Gillisley. Woo. As a third string back, but that's well, He'll whatever. probably start in Mark Ingram's spot for those first few weeks. Um, their defense is now really good. Yeah, it's better, yeah. It went from being the worst ever to actually being very respectable. And I would say this team, honestly, will probably be the same as it was last year. Yeah, I can't argue that. One underrated thing that I want to bring up about this team is that they have good special teams. Thomas Morstead's one of the best punters in the game, and Will Lutz has proven to be a very consistent kicker. So I think that's going to be a thing that sets them apart from some of the other teams in the NFL because they don't have to worry about special teams. So my prediction for them this year is I could see an 11-5. and five. Uh, yeah, I'd say like 12 and 4, 11 and 5. I would say the exact same thing. It wouldn't surprise me if they go far, but at the same time, I really don't expect them to just because you don't hear about their defense too much. It's all offense all the time. But you know what? I could see them going pretty far. Number five. Blech, Bortles. We got Robbie Bortles. Oh, excuse me. Robbie Bortles. Yes, after some research earlier, we found that Blake Bortles' real name isn't Blake. It's Robbie. It's Robbie. His mother's name is Susan Bortles, but we're going to call her Susan Boyle. Of course. Mm. Might as well, because the offense is as ugly as Susan Boyle is. Um, I mean, oh my God. the wide receivers are voice. terrible. Stop that. The wide receivers are terrible. I can't believe you just said that about Susan Boyle. Uh, well, back to the wide receivers. <laughs> Didi, when D.D. Westbrook is your number one wideout, that's when you know that you have a problem because, like, I'm looking at it. D.D. Westbrook, Dante Moncrief's got rocks for hands, and then Keelan Cole hasn't proven anything in his whole career. So there's a lot of questions there. Austin Safarian Jenkins, though, he was pretty good last year in New York, so I think that he could be a good dump-off target for Bortles because Bortles is the kind of guy that likes to go to his tight ends. Yeah. Um, I think it was pretty – telling that their offense was going to take a downgrade even when Marquise Lee was their one. Marquise Lee has been disappointing for a really long time. And I this defense, let's just stop talking about Blake Boros. I mean, the dude's okay. Yeah, he, he he's a game manager. He's a Trent Dilfer. He's not trash. Everyone's saying he's trash. He's not trash. He's just okay. Like, you signed him. Congratulations. You've got not a franchise quarterback, but a stalwart quarterback. quarterback. He's going to stay there for another few years and be mediocre. But let's talk about the true superstar of this team, Mr. Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> Shut down corner. The new Richard Sherman, basically. That guy talks a lot. So did Richard Sherman. I know. And Jalen backs it up just like Richard Sherman did. So I'd did, argue they that didn't Jalen... go to the Super Bowl. Remember he promised they would? It was yeah, we're going to win that bitch. Yeah, that didn't happen. It was a miracle they got Oops. there. I know. Um, we gonna win that bitch. This defense is star studded from beginning to end. You can't find one weakness Not in this all. defense. Calais Campbell is a freak of nature. I mean, their corners alone are beasts. What they do after they got Jalen Ramsey? Oh, I don't know. Let's just add one other top ten corner in AJ Boye. 
who was a monster for the Houston Texans. Um, they have Barry Church, also a great safety. And Deshaun Gibson's also not terrible. <laughs> Deshaun Gibson, he was a pro bowler on the Browns. And to do that, that really says something about how good you are if you're going to succeed on a bad team like that. Um, another telling part of this team is Yannick Ngakwe, maybe excuse my pronunciation, but that man is a sack master. I think he had 11-plus sacks last year. Mm-hmm. He was leading the league at one point. Um, yeah, that man's legit. They've got one of the best D-lines, best linebacking cores, is really up and down the defense. Like, you can't find a problem with them. You could easily argue that this defensive line is the best in football from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they like the pass rushers aren't the best, like, in the league, but those D-tackles are the best. You're getting Malik Jackson and Marcel Darius up front. Name two other defensive tackles that are better on the same team. It's hard to. Uh, we got Sue and Donald in L.A., but. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Um, I think because, like, I view Marcel Darius and Malik Jackson on the same level. Like, I think they're equal. I feel like between, yeah. uh, between Sue and Donald, there's a gap. Yeah, well. Donald is the best D tackle in football, and maybe Sue, ever, <laughs> maybe ever. He's still got a little bit, little bit to prove, but yeah. And Dominican Sue, though, is still a very legit player. He's still a freak of nature down there. He's a little bit old, more experienced, but he doesn't have the same acceleration and burst that he had to than he had when he was uh, with the Lions. Yeah, um, you know, after talking about Houston earlier, um, I think Houston might win this division. And this offense is like pretty weak, under unless Fournette just produces mass amounts. But they don't have the offensive line that the Cowboys do, and that was the reason we thought Zeke would do so well. Yeah, and also Fournette's ankles didn't hold up towards the end of last season, so who knows how long he's going to be able to last this year. Yeah, so um, I'm going to say ten and six. Maybe eleven and five. I could see them going nine and seven. I guess I'll just average it out and go ten and six. I'm not big on them this year. Texans win the division. Defense wins championships. I'm gonna say ten and six. But are they going to the Super Bowl? Are they gonna win that bitch? God, no. I hope not. Alright, this is the last AFC team. This shouldn't really surprise anyone. The New England Patriots. So is this is this like what Trent Dilfer was predicting? Like, you know, they're not good anymore. Is this is it happening now? That's or a huge question with this team. They're just not good anymore. Every year that, that Tom Brady gets older, and the team seems to not care that he's getting older and not supply him the players he needs. That's a question that needs to be asked. So the big question is. What can we expect of this Patriots offense this year? Because that is the That's team. That's the thing. For the first time in a while, the offense actually, besides the greatest player of all time, kind of looks like crap. It lo- reminds me a ton of the 2014 Patriots. Yes. Yeah. You got bug-eyed Chris Hogan as your best, uh, <laughs> your best player. Is Rob Gronkowski not on this team anymore? Rob Gronkowski is the best tight end in the history of football. If you get 10 games out of him, that's 10 wins right there. And if you get him for healthy for the playoffs, like, tell me who's going to stop him. The thing about Tom Brady that I've grown to realize is 
his dumbest throws are the ones where he the forces it to Rob Gronkowski in the middle. And I don't want – I like Gronk more as an asset and not as a safety blanket. And if Gronk has to become the safety blanket for this team for the first four games with Edelman being out, Hogan's going to get double covered. Mm-hmm. Like everyone knows that's who he's going to want to throw to. It showed in the preseason. I'm Philip Dorsett really has to step up on this team. And Cordero Patterson, I don't have high expectations for, but I'm like kind of expecting him to be okay. This team needs to help Brady a I'm lot. I'm excited for the run game. I'm actually excited. When Sony Michelle comes back, this is going to be a, a stacked running back. And group. Jeremy Hill had a good preseason, and I think he's got that starting job on lock. I mean, the running backs, the running backs, it's really like a four-headed monster, the way we look at it, because you've mm-hmm. got Burkhead, White, Michelle, and Hill, all of which are very productive players, and all of which have a different skill set. Mm-hmm. So we can come at teams from a lot of different angles, do something similar to what we did last year where the opposition's never going to know what to expect because Belichick's going to be throwing out different combos, different um, lineups with them week in and week out. Yeah, so, I mean, if I'm being, like, from an unbiased Patriots fan perspective, this team is definitely winning the division. That's no question. They – I. I really think it does depend on how this offense shapes. I'm not expecting a hot start for this team. I'm predicting we start 0-2. And, and everyone's going to freak out. But it's a tough two games. Your first two games are the Texans and the Jags, both of which are top teams in the AFC. It's not going to be a huge issue if we lose those games because we usually take a while to adjust. Our first four games are... Bill Belichick usually like calls it like the preseason for us. We're like figuring out things that work, and then once things get clicking, I'd be more worried if we were losing games in the middle of the season than if we're losing them in the beginning. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, this team is interesting. Its wide receiver depth is very slim. I think Edelman coming back, even like he's coming back off of an injury though, so that's still huge. I'm not expecting a huge drop-off in numbers. I don't think we'll miss Brandon Cooks that much. I think Philip Dorsett will step up. He's going to have to. I think he's ready to be more involved in this team. Yeah, he's got to live up to that uh, number one pick, or no, first-round pick uh, that he was a couple years back. With the Colts, yeah. Because right now he's looking like a pretty big bust. I'm kind of liking Cordero. Yeah, he made a couple of really big plays in the preseason Um only thing is that he has never been able to catch a football. That is his biggest problem. I remember on draft night when it was the Patriots had the exact pick that the, we traded to the Vikings for Cordero Patterson. I was very upset. And now that we have him, I feel like it's just come full circle. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that if he can catch the ball, he has the potential to be one of the most dynamic players in football because we've seen him in the uh, with the jet sweeps that the Vikings used to run with him. And also in the kick return game, that man can move. And in terms of getting Gak, he's one of the best players out there. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of him actually catching the ball to be able to make the plays that we know that he has the potential to, but stops himself from doing. Exactly. Um, the big question on this defense is, will the Patriots miss Malcolm Butler? I don't know. I, I'm not expecting much from this defense. I think they will. I mean, well, Sam said before, Eric Rowe is your number two, um, and Sam believes that he's bottom five in all of football. So I think that's pretty telling, and I don't know who's going to be able to fix it. I think Bill Belichick will find a way for it to be okay, but 
don't know. Uh, according to a website I'm looking at, it says that Eric Rowe is the 626th ranked corner. That's pretty good. Nice. It would have helped if we could have used Duke Dawson, who we drafted in the second round, but he has been placed on IR. J.C. Jackson showed really well in this preseason. He's an undrafted corner we picked up. Keep an eye out for him. I'm sensing that he will probably play our QB, our uh, corner three. I thought I honestly thought Stephon Gilmore played pretty well for us last season. I really liked his veteran presence. I feel like he stepped up in some tense moments. The AFC Championship, he made that crucial play at the end. I thought he was awesome last year. I think he'll. I'm I'm in the camp that I don't think we'll miss Malcolm Butler. You're in a lot of camps. I'm noticing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Uh, I think with the Patriots. It's gonna be a run of the mill season. I think tops. I think tops twelve and four, realistically eleven and five. Yeah, my guess is eleven and five. I'm gonna say twelve and four, but they'll start out at zero and two. And back to the NFC we go. The 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 darlings of last year, the Los Angeles Rams. Corey was right about them. I'm going to give it to him right here. He was the only one who said that the Rams are going to be good. And maybe one analyst in all the media said the Rams are going to be good. So it was you two. So congratulations. The Chargers will not do that this year. I'm sorry about that, buddy. I don't see how that wouldn't happen, seeing as they're leaps and bounds the best team in their division. Who cares? We're talking about the Rams. Sean McVay is a wonderful coach. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought I thought you were just saying that about the Chargers. No. Oh. I was saying about the Rams. Anyways, we'll cut this part out. Uh, yeah, the Rams. What they do after improving? Oh, I don't know. Added three Pro Bowlers to their defense: Marcus Peters, Ndamukong Sue, and Akeem Talib. Marcus Peters is huge. However, they added a lot of hotheads to their locker room along with those Pro Bowl accolades. This could be huge. It could implode their team. And no one has brought that point up. Sean McVay is the youngest coach in football. Some of the players they just signed are older than Sean McVay. And they're dicks in the locker room. Keep to leave. You're you're telling me if this team loses games early or their defense sucks early that they won't like bully the shit out of him. Yeah, I can see that being a major problem for them. This is the they, they, this team has the type of personalities that once they get in the hole, they're not going to get out of it. Marcus Peters, Akib Tlaib, like those guys are hotheads all the way through. So I'd say if one thing goes wrong for them to begin the season, it's going to be tough for them to get out of it. Yeah. Um, the defense is really the talking point because their offense is the same. They, well, they, they traded for Brandon Cooks. Yeah, they now have the best receiving core in football. Really? Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Those are three top players. They've also got Todd Gurley, who takes stress off the passing game. So so you're telling me you'd rather have those three than have Julio Jones, Mohamed Sanu, and Calvin Ridley? Look, Julio Jones, obviously the best receiver. Nobody's doubting that. Mohamed Sanu is a little bit past his prime. I'd say two years ago, yes. This year, Mohamed Sanu, I'm not expecting a lot from him. He didn't really look that great last night. And then Calvin Ridley, yeah, he's got a lot of potential, but he's a he's a wild card because he's a rookie. 
So it's really hard to say what to expect from him. What about Will Fuller, DeAndre Hopkins? That's a duo. I don't know who their third is. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like the, the thing is, with the Rams, you've got Brandon Cooks, who locks down the deep ball. Robert Woods, who's actually a very good mm. all-around receiver. He's got good hands. He's good over the middle, and he's good deep. And then Cooper Cup. I love Cooper Cup. Yeah, he's just a really good player. He's fun to watch. He's quick. He's got good hands. He's Wes a Walker 2.0. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, yeah, this this team, honestly, it's kind of boring because it's kind of the same. I think they're going to be an um, offensive powerhouse. That's guaranteed. As long as McVay's there and he's orchestrating the offense, there's not going to be much dip. They have no reason to dip, and they can only improve on offense. Wade Phillips is an outstanding defensive coordinator, and you just gave him way more tools than he had last year. This team has the potential to be the best in football. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you look at it. Michael Brockers, great player. Ndamukong Sue, great player. Aaron Donald, best player. I mean, I think it's that simple. These guys, their defensive line is as good as anybody we have seen. Their linebacking core a little bit weak, and then their cornerbacks, they've got two lockdown corners. So, This team loaded up specifically to beat the Eagles, or to beat the powerhouses ahead of them, and I really right now only see the Eagles and maybe the Vikings in front of them. And I definitely think that they could beat those two. So look out for the Rams, I say. If you give them the home field advantage those LA fans are actually crazy and mm. they'll show up um i'm saying 13 and 3 i would say 12 and 4 i'm going 13 and 3 also being a minority <laughs> number 2 it's the skull skull clap skull clap skull kirk cousins Amazing. uh this is the minnesota vikings who upgraded at quarterback. You rolled your eyes when you said that. I don't view Kirk Cousins as a massive upgrade. I do. I really, really do. Here's the thing. He made Washington look really, really good. Yeah, their coach didn't think so. I think so. Their coach who's a offensive coach. I wouldn't say he made them look really, really good. He made them look respectable. Fair enough. <laughs> you bastard. Hey, but the good news is they got Dalvin Cook back, and that's really important because yep. Dalvin Cook looked really good in the beginning of last yeah. year. He's awesome. Florida State Seminole. One to be proud of, finally. Finally. Um, Rablex. Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen. That's oh, the best God. wide receiver duo, I think, overall. They really help each other out so a ton. Good. They're like thunder and lightning. Yeah. <laughs> also, I know we joke about him. Kyle Rudolph is – He's the most. He's very underrated for yeah. being a great tight end. He, yeah. sh- he's probably top five. I would say so. Were you yeah. going to add something about Thielen and Diggs? Yeah, um, Thielen. I love Thielen's been consistent. He was great last year. He did it week in and week out. Stephon Diggs, on the other hand, his first four weeks of the season were absolutely amazing. Nobody's going to deny that. Mm-hmm. That middle stretch of the season, from like week six all the way up until week sixteen, he did next to nothing. Um, he kind of stopped scoring touchdowns during that uh, that spread. And then, like, come the playoffs, obviously, he made that one big play. But, like, other than that, like, he was going for, like, not over 50 yards most of the time except for a couple of really good games. So, I don't know. I just don't have all the confidence in his consistency. He's still a good player. Maybe he can have a breakout this year being better with Cousins than Keenum. But I think he's a little bit overrated. 
This is definitely the best wide receiver core Kirk Cousins has ever had. For sure. I don't see any way in which you can argue that. And I think he's going to thrive in this system. Uh, the only argument I'd say against this team is, I mean, we really – this is what we're going to see what Kirk Cousins is capable of. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have That's created excuses for Kirk Cousins. And this is the season it's where there really is no excuse. You have a great defense. You have a great offense. You have it's a good running back. Best wide receiver core you've ever had. You have a good tight end. Um, This team, it's overall, if you look at the roster, it's probably the best in football. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know people say I the Eagles, number one. but, I mean, you have to respect the world champions. Yes. Unfortunately, you have to. And you can always talk about that defense. Yeah, I think they've got the best secondary in football this year because Xavier Ro- Ro- Rhodes is a top three corner. Trey Waynes is very good, respectable. And then Harrison Smith might be the best free safety in football. I said Vikings go 13-3 and this year. I'm sticking with it. I love them. I'm on the hype train. Kirk Cousins will do some amazing, amazing things this year. I don't know how far they go in the playoffs, but I think they'll be really, really good. I think that their depth is going to lead them to a very good regular season, and I think that they are going to go 13-3-2, and which will lead them to winning the division. Uh, so this leaves the world champions. Fly, Eagles, fly, baby. The most dick fans on the planet, honestly. The Philly frickin' special. So happy they ran that play yesterday. So nostalgic. Uh-huh. I shoved my head in the toilet after watching that. I think we all learned something, though, from watching that game yesterday. Uh, Nick Foles sucks. And that a was a lucky Quarterback or receiver? The receiver is a Hall of Famer. I mean, Seriously. He's had some clutch catches. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, this team is um, – it's still the Eagles. Yeah, they looked really, really good on defense. Their defense is really good. They looked really, really good. And if Carson Wentz is back in that offense, that offense will look a lot better. Yes. The thing I was surprised about yesterday was that Darren Sproles got a ton of carries. He really did. He had their most carries over Jay Ajayi, who they've been saying all season, all offseason was going to be their top running back. Not last night. Yeah, I also expected to see more out of Corey Clement, especially after his increased role in the postseason last year. Yeah, he had that one big run uh, towards the end of the game. That opened up that touchdown drive. Um, I feel like with this team, it's they're not going to defend their title. I don't think so. They're definitely not repeating. They'll compete for it. They'll compete. For sure. They're definitely for the, sure. They're they're definitely going to win their division. I'd say right now, the NFC crown goes through to Philadelphia, especially after the defense last night. I mean, that was just incredible. Maybe the Falcons' O-line is just terrible. But the way they were pressuring Matt Ryan was just unbelievable. If Michael Bennett's your backup, you have a pretty stacked defensive end group. I totally agree. Their defense looked really, really good. And then another big part for them is that their offensive line is right there with the Cowboys, I think, as Mm -hmm. the best in football. Yeah, when they uh, did the the preview of the lineups where they say their name and when they're from, they now show the power pro football focus ranking, which ranks how they ranked last year in terms of their position, and every time they had either the two or the one. So That's pretty telling. Yeah, I don't 
see how this team doesn't just light it up on the scoreboard and shut people down. NFC crown goes through the city of Wayne Carson Wentz is healthy. I'm not expecting Nick Foles to light up the scoreboard. I don't know about that. If you have Nelson Aguilar throwing the ball the way he is, look out. Nick Foles is the next coming of... uh, Dwight Clark. Yes! (laughs) Rest in peace, Dwight Clark. We miss you, Dwight. God damn. Sad loss. (laughs) Record prediction? You look like you want to say 13. I'm going to say 12 and 4. I'm going to say 12 and 4 too, but that's only because uh, I don't trust Nick Foles. I think if they had Carson Wentz for the full season, I'd be saying 14 and 2. Yeah, that's the exact reason I have. I'm agreeing with you, boys. 12 and 4. All right. uh, So thanks for joining us on this NFL preview. Next week we're gonna probably we're gonna start reviewing how the games went and we'll go over our thoughts on the games and we'll start offering weekly predictions. So stay tuned and thanks for listening. We out.